What up, Army of Cunts? Before we start the show, we want to remind you that we have a catalog of over 200 episodes. You can access these and so much more content at patreon.com slash hot mess. That's right. At the $5 level, you get a best of compilation of our 25 most fire episodes behind that paywall. And at the $10 level, you get the entire back catalog plus two bonus shows. That's patreon.com slash hot mess. In a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices. Secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. So many years have passed, all the tears we cry for all the people who died in the blink of an eye. On 9 11. On 9 11. Can't express the pain that was felt in a day by your own families and friends of people blown away on 9 11. On 9 11. Hello, Army, Army of Cons. Welcome to the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. <laughs> I am crying. Welcome. Because that was so beautiful. If uh, if you are new to the show, <laughs> welcome. We don't usually play 9-11 tribute raps, but... But it is 9-11. It is 9-11. Also, happy birthday, Emily Lubin. Thank you. Congrats on being a bummer. I know. Uh, we're not we're not recording this on 9-11, to be clear, but this show will come out sure. on 9-11, so... We saw this as an opportunity to bring back an old favorite. Yes. Dyslexic Saul. Dyslexic Saul. 9-11. Joining us today is Rachel Green. Welcome to the show. Hi. (laughs) Before I was like, we're going to play something. Um... Okay, uh, it's going to be, you know what? I'm just going to wait. Like, I'm like, oh, how much do I tell this person? I don't think there's any way you could describe the majesty of what we just listened to yeah. without listening to it. <laughs> so the dyslexic Saul came into our life. Is that, uh, is that the artist? That is the, the artist. artist. Uh, and I, I actually. A 9-11. I, a 9-11. <laughs> to families so, and friends of people blown away. You, a 9-11. You put blown, blown away. away. It gets and it's like we played a little bit of it. It is so much more offensive than what we played. There's all this like they're burning in flames and their daughters are crying on 9-11. It's like and it's a it's a tribute. It's like a not during any time of recording this did dyslexic Saul think I should stop and go (laughs) to therapy. So a few years ago, yes, somebody DM'd An- Andrea on Facebook, I mm-hmm. believe. Yes, and um, and I don't know why he prefaced it like this, but he wrote something like, "Please listen and share my completely non-ironic, <laughs> non-comedic <laughs> on your comedic yeah. song, yeah, about nine eleven, yeah." He had the gall. He 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 was promoting it in earnest. It has a lot of views, by the way. But like, do you think he started promoting it and then people wrote back like laughter emojis and then he was like, okay, I need to I need to tell people that this is serious. You know what I mean? I can't get into the mind of the artiste that is Saul, but um Where right. where is he from? I don't know. I think New York. Um I don't know. I feel like he's like in a closet, like visualizing himself as Eminem. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of POD. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that same style. Circa 2000. 
Um, I've become so not on 9 11. I mean, that's Lincoln Park. I know, but like, it's the I, same. <laughs> it's the P-O-P-O-D same. The was, We are, we are the youth of the 9 11. On 9 11. On 9 11. But you can actually hear the original episode when we unearthed the 9 11 rap. Yeah. It's behind the paywall on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash hot mess for $10. You can access the entire 200 episode back catalog. Get in there. Get in there. What? It's also the episode where we interview uh, the the guest on that episode is discussed in one of our bonus shows because oh, you're it's so bad. Someone that I slept with. So who knows? Uh, connect the dots. But mm-hmm. you get to listen to that episode. Listen to and then you can listen to the bonus show, which is called Season of the Bitch, where we talk about past guests that we've boned yeah it's all there it's a beautiful tapestry of destruction and uh you know on 9-11 on 9-11 there's there's comments on on here and so many people go so sad beautiful song bruce oh my god somebody wrote i was looking at it yeah it's bruce (laughs) bruce is dyslexic all uh-huh somebody wrote a comment that said (laughs) somebody wrote a comment that was went to the 9-11 museum on a lovely spring day it was a beautiful day in the big apple (laughs) it yeah people in 9-11 they really don't people don't know how to fucking handle their shit it's very upsetting yeah it's very light of 9-11 um yeah no we're not we're we're making light of a mentally ill person <laughs> that made a full-on tribute rap and sent it to strangers like he was like this was his like mixtape like right. i'm i'm gonna break out it was a grassroots operation underground sensation forever left cops firefighters emts fdny so many kids became orphans in the wake of such a tragedy Knowing the daddy is never coming back to me. They live in they can never go back to the lives they all live before the, the terrorist, terrorist attack. Attack, 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 attack. I'm 9-11. I like like it now. So many years are by, still all the tears we cry for all the people who die. Die in the blink of an eye. I'm 9-11. On 9 11. Oh my God. I know. It's like, I'm like, while I'm recording, I'm like, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be putting my name associated with this shit. I feel like someone's going to shoot us through the window. (laughs) (laughs) This is one, it's like we put bad shit behind the back catalog and we're like, whoo, thank God that's finally out of the public eye. And I know. And then every week it's a new fucking thing. (laughs) We're like, it's okay. It'll be behind the back catalog in five months. Yeah. Just long enough to ruin our careers. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) Who gives a shit? We're not living forever. No, we really aren't. Really aren't. And, and I've been um, I've been doing a little exploration as of recently. Speaking mm. of not living forever, um, I like hmm, how do I put this? I, we were doing show prep, and I literally I had to write out like a, a a way to attack this subject matter because it's something I've been thinking about for a minute. Well, can I can I say what the notes say? Sure. Yeah. Can I say what I'm just going to say? What the last note says? Yes. Is Andrea gay? <laughs> So a oh, lot. I was like, this could go in so <laughs> yeah. many directions. This could be drugs. This could be. And you're like, prime. Like, please don't play another terrorist attack parody <laughs> rap. I'm thinking about buying a gun. <laughs> there's there's a lot to tackle on today's episode. <laughs> Is the 9/11 rap offensive or amazing? Is Andrea gay? No, it's not a question of whether or not I think I'm gay. I've always been openly 
pretty gay, I think is the way that I would, uh, well, I don't know, 80, 80, 30, 20. I can't tell you. You tell me. I got to know. Sexuality. <laughs> I guess. She what? wants to know if she's gay yeah. presenting. Yeah. You're. How gay am how I? How do I answer that without? Okay. This is, this is what I know of you and you sure. can tell me if I'm right. Yes. You have only dated men. Yes. You have hooked up with a couple women, mm-hmm. but they were all when you were younger. I want to say two, two women. And yeah, like full on banging. Yeah, two but th- women. They yeah. were all when you were younger and a big old drunk. Yes. Yes. So I think you maybe you associate that as like you associate that with a phase that you were going through in your yeah. life that was like a crazy phase and didn't really entertain it. A crazy homosexual phase. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to speak for you, but this is me. Like when I yeah. was, when I was growing up, and I don't feel this way anymore, to be clear. But I always, for for way too long, like well into my teen years, I had this idea of bisexual women mm-hmm. as like women who. Like, I think I didn't take it as seriously as gay oh, or straight women. Because yeah. It was presented to me in the media and like, I guess, by the people that I associated with as like, these were people who could Fucking hooters. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> sluts, like slutty women. Yeah, well, I think it was always like uh, women make out with other women to impress men or to be sexual. It still seemed like it was in the lens of being sexual in a patriarchal sense. Like I make out with girls, but it's too, it's just to be like wild. Like it's a, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word? She's curious. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a token, not even token. I'm like trying to think of the word for it. And I guess uh, the reason why I've been thinking about it a lot recently is because I have been, I, I masturbated for the first time to a person that I knew, like a woman that I knew, um, not you, don't get excited. Hey, um, <laughs> welcome to the show, Rachel. Now I know why you had me. I know, guys. right? Rachel, we brought you on I'm today. like, I think I'm gay. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> what do your tits say? Um, <laughs> like they're barometer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, psychic boobs. Can I look at them for like a long time? And you're like, yeah, I think you're gay. I'm I gay. mean, they, it's like they a are. magic eight ball, like outlook <laughs> uncertain. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> they are tie-dye. Yeah, but she's today, wearing a tie-dye today, shirt. Tie-dye. Yeah, and yes. as am I, so. Oh. oh. Yeah, didn't even plan this. Okay. The stars. They're also both purple, which is a very gay color. It is. Um, well, okay, it's so majestic, you... too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a sign of royalty, yeah. I think, yeah. purple, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was me trying to say, like, royal and majestic. 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 <laughs> That's, That's it. It mm. is majestic, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're majestic. Thank you so much. You're That's welcome. how I'm identifying now. Okay, I guess. Oh, I like that. Let me pedal. Wait, can I can I clarify something? Sure. You masturbated for the first time to a woman that, that I know that you know, but you have masturbated to women. Like I have women. masturbated to to uh, porn with women since I've been masturbating. Since I've been a sexual person, I have masturbated to women together. Lesbian, porn? lesbian, gay to men. My porn taste is just like. And anything yeah. under the sun. I feel like porn. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people um, who masturbate to gay porn are not. Don't, yeah, don't identify as gay. No. Oh yeah. yeah, your porn has nothing to do with yeah, your sexuality. Yeah. I know yeah. lots of. Uh, I actually had was on another podcast about this where it's like you could completely masturbate to gay porn, but be completely straight. Oh yeah. I mean, I've watched incest porn, and I don't want to fuck my brother. Yeah, the incest oh, porn I feel oh is. Oh my god, the stepdad porn is like, why does that keep coming up? I in my know. Porn oh, up God. Feed? Because it's hot. 
it, the taboo-ness I can get it's, it's with. It's the taboo-ness. But I also think that it's just like men getting away with being like, I want to fuck little children. And we're all like, yeah, because it's your parent. What? Yeah, it's weird. It's like, oh, she's 18, but she's petite. And, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Tight pussy. Great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've been, obviously, I'm a very sexually open person. But I will say that, like, I had three so I went back through my history I started I masturbated to a person I've had like I'll see a beautiful woman and be like yeah amazing and I think anyone straight anywhere where you identify you can see a gorgeous person of any gender or identification and be like damn and I've always been that way uh but I I was I had I had sex with or had sexual things go down with me and my best friend when I was a younger girl which I also think is fairly normal um, of in the female experience, but then one in high school also. Um, I think there were three actually. Like I was like reviewing the tapes, and I remember when I first hooked up. When I had sex, I had sex with a married woman with like a strap on. It was like a very drunk. Like shit got real crazy real fast, and it was like a very fun experience. But I was so drunk during it that it like it escalated in a way that just like felt too intense for me Mm. and I remember coming back like going to my house after that and being like upset like like not that she had taken advantage of me I because I think I was ashamed of doing it and I felt like I think it was like internalized homophobia you know what I mean like Mm. I had done something that I really enjoyed but that it was so like intensely like it couldn't be when you bang a married woman the strap on there's no way to be like well that wasn't anything you know it was right it made me feel very uh like weird and unsafe in a way and then i for a long time i always kind of chalked it up as like well it was a drunk experience and she was married and so that's what made you feel weird about it and i'm like no did you feel weird about it because like you enjoyed it and you were kind of like still closeted about enjoying that part i don't know there's this like yeah, i mean zero to strap on will leave a taste in your mouth of any sort, of any sort. <laughs> yeah yeah of latex yeah uh, no it I, well here's the thing too i think mm-hmm. probably if you're wasted it, it doesn't really feel like a choice no well, not necessarily that she pressured you but even for yourself it was like you didn't have a chance to really um you know, sort of digest and and sort of process what you're yeah. about to do because I find from the various strap-on experience that I had, um, it, it is kind of a it goes beyond just quote unquote gay sex because mm-hmm. it, it's a, a you're also the penetrator, yeah. Which as a woman, you rarely get to experience. It fucking, rocks. I I was just gonna say, oh, it's I amazing. It rocks. And, yeah. And, and my first time was unexpected. I was at a party and I expected it to be a woman uh-huh. and then a man friend oh like offered his ass wow and oh, you i was fucked like, a man's ass the first time i Hell used a yeah. strap on and i was like what what yeah. what and, and and it was like big and girthy and beautiful and, oh. and then my big boobs and like i, I felt like john cena like i did there yeah. was just so much swinging in the breeze and the power of it is intoxicating it's wonderful yeah and you know at the same time i didn't want to hurt him but i was also sure. kind of like i'm fucking you yes <laughs> you feel you like almost i almost felt like drunk off the power of it like i was fucking her like very hard to the point that i'm like I don't even feel like I physically have enough energy, but I can't stop with the excitement of how like 
powerful this feels. Yeah. Um, it was a very formative, like it was something that stuck with me for a long time. And, but I always, well, there's two reasons why I've never really explored it in a serious manner. One, because I've never identified as bi because I, I have only dated and been in love with men. And I think that's like, I've had lots of conversations with people who are gay or, or, or are bi and that they've actually really dated and experienced both sides. And I feel like there's like this kind of appropriation of that experience to be like, I'm queer now. And I've always felt uncomfortable like treading in that territory because I don't, it feels like I'm like pretending that I'm in a, I'm, I get I'm, that. I'm only fucking men, but yet I'm saying, I always felt you're like. You're saying you're fluid, but not. You know, not hooking up with women. Being on, on it, really. I, but it's all, that's not true because orientation is really about like what you feel. But I just yes, felt like but guilt. but I think you think that because you're an empathetic person and you've probably heard, as have I, from, from multiple gay women that there's nothing worse than a woman saying that they're fluid or saying that they're bi-curious or whatever. Yeah. And it just being like a form of experimentation sure. that they're going to... Uh, a recipe to get back at a man that they didn't like. Uh, yeah, or just like like toying with somebody's emotions. Yeah, so yeah. you don't want to be that person. Yeah, which I understand. Well, I even used to do Tinder with both uh, sexes, and then our gay friend D was like, "If you're not actually gonna like pursue these things, maybe you like the validation, but know that like out here for a gay lady on those apps, there are not a lot of people." at that time, really, maybe that was like six or seven years ago. And so it would be just like disappointment after disappointment. So I never really explored it. Yeah. Also, the last few last few years, Me Too has happened. There's been a lot of conversations about consent. And I've kind of done like a sweep through of my history and been like, oh, shit, a lot of this is like pretty rapey, you know, mm. um, or there was a lot of like there was so much drunk sex or or like sex in to- toxic relationships with men that like they occupied this really unhealthy place in my mind and I just wanted to impress and they, I really was like men were much higher in my mind than I was in every I even remember like I used to get on the train and I would see an, a halfway attractive man and be like oh my god and now I'm like fuck yeah you know what I mean like I think I think that yeah I I have been much less. I also like have went to sex and love addicts for a minute because I was worried about the way that I was like using sex. So there's been a lot of like my sexuality has kind of just been like up in the fucking air because everything I thought I knew or felt or was into has kind of like shifted or at least been like reexamined. And a lot of things that I thought I was like, this is my shit actually were not great. So, right. So yeah. you're, you're challenging. Also like all these experiences that I had when I was younger, I had very homophobic reactions to them. Like I was also coerced by uh, another girl and the way that she did it was not great. I did enjoy it, but the idea of being like outed was so terrifying. Again, I'm not like a gay person. So I hadn't, I didn't have to live closeted. I wasn't like exclusively interested in women, but I was living a little closeted. I'm like looking back at the tapes and I'm like, do I treat this like a fetish? And it's actually a genuine interest of mine, but I won't admit the interest because I am afraid of it. Considering it as a fetish is a little safer. Yeah. Well, that's, I I get that. And it's also like, how do you differentiate 
If you grew up feeling any amount of shame surrounding mm-hmm. it, then how do you differentiate the way that you feel being genuinely the way you feel or mm. colored by this other thing that you were taught right. or felt like you had to act according to? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I think part of the issue is that, you know, people are so focused on labels. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I know I have a tendency to criticize millennials, right? Sure. Or, I make, or I make jokes about it, but I think what's actually really wonderful about millennials and younger generations coming up is they don't have the same issues yes. around gender and sexuality. They're just like, oh, I like people. I like boys and girls. I like everybody. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Whereas like we were trained by whether it was our, our family or the media or mm-hmm. even our friends. Yeah. That it was like either, you know, gay is bad or that you have to put a label on something because I've dated women where they were like, oh, you're bi. It's not real. You know, yeah. like you're, you're not really a thing. And I'm like, no, 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 I am a thing. Like I like we were talking earlier, like I'm attracted to a person's energy. Mm-hmm. And whether that's in a male form or a female form, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me. And yeah. yes, I have dated way more men yeah. than women. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I discovered probably when I went to Burning Man that I was like, <laughs> I love people. But like, no, I really you know, yeah. and it sort of, sort of shifted everything because it was like, I could now see a beautiful woman and instead of like having this sort of brainwashed uh, immediate reaction of being jealous of her beauty, I could be like, she's really beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Ah. You know, and it really, sh- it shifts a whole thing and yeah. it's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess if I have to put a label on it, like you could say like, uh, I am emotionally hetero and I'm physically bi, but it's like not even that black and white. Cause yeah. I mean, I have dated some women and it's been a hot mess and then I've dated some women. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Seriously. I <haven't> felt. <laughs> but then I've dated some that it was like really beautiful. We just were like, maybe not looking for the same thing at that point in time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's great that like you're doing the unpacking work. Yeah. But also like, don't be in such a rush to put a label on it because fuck everybody. Yeah. Um. I've always felt it like wasn't that serious in my mind. Like, especially now that I've been like, since I've been in New York, I've become less and less because it's like, obviously, New York is such an LGBTQIA friendly place. Like mm-hmm. the any fear about it has very much diminished. Uh, but to to masturbate to a person was mm-hmm. like a very different thing. And I was like, because usually it's porn. But like because those people don't seem real because I'm viewing it from this lens of like I'm viewing it from porn lens, which is like, again, mm, a world I wish more people knew about. porn. Lens. <laughs> Do you guys know porn lens? We're, sp- we're sponsored today by porn lens <laughs> where it's just a pair of glasses and all you see is everyone fucking. Yeah. What a, you put them on and all of a sudden everyone in the room is fucking. What a great world that would be. <laughs> I've been living in porn lens for 10 years. And I'm way happier, to be honest. I need porn help. I'm addicted good. to porn lens. <laughs> <laughs> That's what VR is going to be, is yes. porn lens. I think it already is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much. You just like watch the news and instead Trump's just like sucking someone off. And you're like, oh, this is better. I mean, it's worse because it's him, but also it's better than the reality. Um, yeah, I just, I guess I, I still viewed two women together in a way that was performative for men does that make s- yes. any yeah. sense yeah um and, uh, unfortunately unless the porn is created by women yeah. it typically is that yeah it's like the long nails and the makeup and then like oh my god the long nails oh my god 
No one wants long nails in their vagina. Yeah, suck my pussy That happened dick. on speed dating. I was like, how do you have nails? You were on lesbian speed dating and you saw people with like oh, claws. I saw, I saw a girl with long nails and I was like, she's fake. How, yeah. long, she how, can't long, be are, real. how long are we talking? I mean, they were like this. No. Yeah, we're like I mean, talking the acrylics. The, the, the kind where like you tra- have trouble wiping your butt. Yeah. I mean, like my comedy wife, she has what we call like freedom fingers so that she can take care of her wife. Oh, freedom fingers. She has the first two. To blast. Yeah. The blasters. The first two are are shorter. (laughs) Well, yeah. When uh, Andrea and I had long acrylic nails for a comedy sketch and we filed down our thumbs and um, index fingers so that we could text. Yeah. So those were our freedom fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) To, Same to, concept. To ruin our life with social media. <laughs> to watch porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, masturbate. Lesbian porn. <laughs> I also um, didn't use like a vibrator or anything like that. I did it free form with my fingers. Free form? I, I was using my freedom fingers. It, and it's this girl that I have a crush on. You know what I'm... I, Wait, why does... It's taking it out of the fetish. That's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's moving from this... I mean, she's hot as all hell. She's not in my... If we're going to believe in leagues, which I don't, this woman is like... I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm attracted to this unbelievably gorgeous woman. But I noticed when I'm around her, I get like nervous and um, I want her to be comfortable all the time. I'm doing like things that I would do when I would be nervous around a man that I like. I'm, I was like, oh, I just want to be her friend. And I'm like, no, I like like her. You're you know? 100% sure it's not me. 100 percent sure. Okay. All right. You are conf- <laughs> you are confused because I almost went on a date with a Russian girl that looked almost exactly like Emily, and she got her fucking so much like me panties in a twist about that. She was my Russian doll. She really was. Ooh. Yeah, she was fucking hot, and I blew her off for a stupid Italian moron who didn't eat box. Who didn't eat box. That's not that. Why is that? That's not a thing. Yeah, it's, that's it's not a thing. Italians are like weirdly Catholic, and they they oh, think I, it's like Andrea, homosexual. We're not making we're not gonna make generalizations about, about Italians today. <laughs> no, no, no. It's that's five behind months the, until look, it's behind the paywall. Look, we'll say American Italians. Was he like off the boat? No, yes, he was boat. off the boat. See, that's the, the thing. Boat. Yeah, the American Italians they're down for that box. Yes, but the the um the ones that are from Italia. Yeah, they are still stuck in old. Um, misogynistic ways yeah. because yeah. like I had a guy who was like oh, everything's going well Bella you're so gorgeous I love right and you're like oh it's so romantic oh my god oh my god I'm in a movie uh, Botticelli yes. blah 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 all of that but then their true colors start to show and you're like oh my god wait oh you're a misogynist oh you're a racist oh you're homophobic oh my god yeah. and yeah yeah because I had a date like that they're so the the front end of it is so excessive and performative and then you get a, a peek behind the curtain and you're like they're Ugh. like you're going to cook me dinner yeah you're he, going to clean house he tried to do I'm, anal oh without a God, condom I sound yeah. so racist yeah. right now <laughs> yeah I'm not racist are you sure about that 11 9-11 <laughs> <laughs> <A nine-11. laughs> so many years I can't stop with the song. I yeah. did have a guy in college once mm-hmm. who had a tongue ring and tried to say that he didn't eat box. Shut the f- and I was like, fuck why off. else I was would like, you? Have that's it? not allowed. Yeah, and if that's not how tongue rings work, that's not how. It, I was like, why did you get it? A pussy <laughs> eating waiver What's when you wrong get a with tongue you? ring. <laughs> and then I, I laid down the law, and I don't think he had ever met anyone like me. And I was like, well, if you want me to suck your dick, you have to eat my pussy. Yes. Do you, yes. Do you remember? And he did good. Was, he, he probably wasn't and he good though. Was not bad. So I'm like, I think oh, this is a lie. Yeah, that's yeah. A lie. I think this is your way of like 
trying to make think you know women think that you don't do it, but you're just lazy. Yeah, yeah. we'll do it if like you you lay the law down. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. when eating pussy was like, well, I don't want to make him do it. When I was younger, I was like, I don't want to make him do that. No, I, now I, I know it's so funny. That like, was that was like within the last ten years, I thought that way. This is why I'm like, all bets are off. I know now I've been in a fucking stupid hell for no reason and I understand exactly why it happened and like I'm grateful to be on the other side of it but I am curious and also slightly confused about like where this lands for me you know it's so the eating box thing is so funny it's so so true like because when you're what I mean from my experience when I was younger I had such shame about all of that stuff yeah like I was like oh you're like all up in there I didn't even want to show them my vagina but which is now it's like you not only do you need to be down there for like a long time but you need to act like you fucking love it act like there is the holy grail inside my fallopian right inside I want your head in fuck (laughs) I have the best fallopian tools Can I borrow your fallopian tools? I have to hang some pictures later. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend are getting our fallopian tools <laughs> tied tie together. together. In a they have matching fallopian tools. They're flannel. <laughs> my fallopian tools are pink. I mean, honestly, I, I am dating. I, I And I have discussed my boyfriend who lives in another uh, state and is uh, we're in an open relationship. And he was also... He was he was raised by a gay woman in the South, so he's very he's a straight man, but I feel like he's like in gay culture more than he's what they call an ally. He oh one hundred percent, but he also kind of he's very wayfish, and he's one of these kind of androgynous. Like he's prettier than I am, absolutely. And um, are you? Huh? No, I, I was saying, are you implying that Dustin is a woman? <laughs> no, no, but, but uh, there that is. <laughs> I'm here to Andrew, announce. Do you have to tell? Dustin do you have is to a woman. Tell us something? No, I, but I'm, but I'm like all the pretty wayfish boys. Also, was that just me being like, oh, I'm just trying to hook up with women? But I'll, I'll do it with like a. I, I truly think I just fall somewhere in a spectrum in a way that I, I'm not quite sure about, or I need to explore more. But um, just fuck everybody. I know, and and I have, I've been fucking <laughs> assholes, I mean, idiots. Oh no, no, no! You, yeah, let's let's have sex with people that want to yeah, eat nice your people. vagina yeah. nice all the time. Yeah, I know. Tell you how pretty and smart you are. Thank you. Yeah, I think I want to be gay on nine eleven. Okay, cancel the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you like? How are you going to go about this? Are you just? Well, is this I, just you want to live your life more openly, or are you actively seeking? Like you had a conversation with Dustin about it. Is he? Uh, He's always been cool. He was like, you can hook up with anyone you want as long as you don't have a relationship with someone and you're like my best friend bitch. in the way that. Oh, right. Best yeah, friend. Right, 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 right. So <laughs> you're emotionally monogamous, but yeah. you're physically open. Yeah. Mostly because of the distance. But to be honest, he was like, you know, if we lived in the same city, if you like wanted to do something, I wouldn't care. Um, hmm. And that's always, you know, that's nice to have because there's oopsie doopsies everywhere but i i just haven't i haven't brought this forth to him but i feel like i don't know why wouldn't why wouldn't i it's such it's been something that's been so present in my sexuality for so long and i'm like what why am i not you know especially if i'm having these like emotional these like crush butterfly feelings oh you know? so you kind of you're curious about dating a woman 
No, but having sex, having not drunk sex. Oh, you know what I mean? Get on that. Yeah, already. Hell I yeah. know. Slide I, into Andrea's DMs. <laughs> yeah, we should ha- hold an audition. <laughs> yes. Also, why why wouldn't the hot girl want to have sex with you? Um, what the the Russian girl? No, the one you have a crush on that you're masturbating oh, to. Um, yeah, don't deflect this. Andrea. Yeah, the yeah. Russian girl's out of the picture. You mean Emily? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think she's straight. Oh well, that um, sucks. Yeah, but I've never said anything to her. She's been on this show. Oops. But uh, okay. I was about to be like, who is it? But uh, you'll tell me later. Sure. Yeah. I'll tell. I'll. I'll oh, yeah. Show pics later. Maybe if you join the Patreon, we'll talk about it behind the fucking paywall. That's incentive. Yes. We're we're good here. We're good business people. But she doesn't give a particularly any type of fluid vibe. Really. To me. Yeah. Okay. This girl. Yeah. She's she's smart. She's interesting. Yeah, I've just so I think I've been rebranding my genuine interest in exploring to like, I just like, I just want to hang out with pretty fun girls and nothing to see there. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What a weird, you know what I mean? While I'm saying it, I'm like, this is so stupid. How have I not like fully admitted this or tried this despite how long it's been? I guess part of it was like I went to an all girls school for 10 years. And so whenever I like when I went to a co-ed school, people would call me gay. And it was like a way that people would bully me. And I'm not saying that's so fucked up. Yeah. But even to be honest, like even and I, I mentioned I am going to Burning Man. Uh, yeah. Very excited. Um, Rachel has been three times. Mm-hmm. Fucking professional over there. Do you consider yourself a burner? Or are we not there yet? <laughs> no, you're, I mean, here's the thing. I, There's uh, a crystal on her neck, by the way, and she's wearing a tie-dye shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear about what Rachel yeah, admits. I would say once a burner, always a burner. I, I'm technically not a burner in current, you know, but you could say like, it's like being bisexual. You don't stop being bisexual. Right. Uh, you don't right. stop see, being a burner. It, you know, because there is a culture associated with it, right? right. In yes. the sense of like, um, you know, the tenets of, of going radical self-expression, radical self-reliance are the biggest things and leave no trace. Well, mm-hmm. I kind of do all those things in New York. Yeah. Um, and I try to have intentional experiences in New York. I sound mm-hmm. like a hippie, but it's no, true. You know, like it. I, I mean, I go to Fire Island. That's my like local Burning Man, right? Where I can like, I can go to the nude beach and then I can go to a drag show. I can dress up. I can do whatever I want. And that's the kind of spirit of Burning Man. And you know, law of attraction and serendipity and I go do ecstatic dance and five rhythms and yes. I, you know, I, I love all that stuff. Yeah. And so what's not to love, by the way, yeah, I, when people I, hate on hippie shit and I used to, I used to do that when I was younger too, like these fucking, and I'm like, oh, what? They just like well, have fun. Well, that's because you were a closeted gay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I hate that. I certainly hate all this fun stuff and also gorgeous women who are so nice. No, I would rather fuck monsters and rapists. Yeah. Anyways. No, I get it. Look, (laughs) there's still fucking brainwashing that happens over here. And I came from a very liberal family Mm -hmm. who's like super open. I think they would just be happy if I brought someone home. You know what I mean? They just bring home a fucking human. Have you never brought anyone home? No, I have. But it was like, I think the more I explore who I was and what I wanted the less that like a hetero monogamous relationship became attractive Mm -hmm. I I see and I I mean ironically at this point in time I'm like 40 years old and I want more than anything to have a partner yeah 
but what that looks like, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, I want a person that I could like stand spending more than like a couple hours with at yeah. this point. That person and is maybe Emily I want to have <laughs> sex with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, my gay roommate is my platonic husband and my best friend is my platonic wife. I'm like, yeah. I'm doing all right. I just need more sex. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's what I've always valued and like thought was goals as the kids say yeah in terms of like a relationship is a best friend who you fuck yeah. yeah well that's 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 me and dustin yeah i think it's a lovely dynamic yeah but we are long distance but it's like he's my best friend and I, he always has my uh like my best interests at heart Clearly. which is rare you know and i remember when i met him i was like this fucking pussy is so nice to me you know what i mean and re- in retrospect i'm like what yeah i know don't you hate how we still use pussy as a sign of yeah even though that when shit... it's literally the most powerful organ it <laughs> creates life and can be like pounded and it expands and contracts like and a bat self-lubricating I mean... my pussy is so strong yes what do we i've s- never so had a yeast strong. infection yeah i know i'm so annoyed oh fuck yeah oh, i know right i know it. rub it in yeah and yeah I wear wet bathing suits yeah, like it's nobody's business dickhead you kind of half got a yeast infection once and no, you're like, wait, oh, I what think if I, I, yeah, no, what if I have, I've had something. What's monostat for? A yeast, a yeast infection. infection. Okay. So I had that because, um, she doesn't fucking shower. She just antibiotics. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. She, yeah. She so also, that, that destroyed my perfect streak. Oh, I'm so sorry. I guess you have very nice flora and fauna. Good for you. Yeah. Make us all The whole jealous. fucking garden of flora. Yeah. Mine's just a, <laughs> just a arid fucking desert filled with monsters and bacteria but i think maybe i'll maybe i'll bang a lady at burning man oh please bang a lady at burning Man. yeah that's a great place to do that in the sand i'm gonna layer down please don't do it in the dust (laughs) listen it's it's alkaline and it's very bad for your genitals i need like a i need like a burning man like pussy eating uh (laughs) Um, i would say get natural wet wipes like you know something with witch hazel yeah, something very natural. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if it's in your little guide, but mm-hmm. like um, vinegar water is, I heard about is that. very yeah. good. It, it counteracts the alkaline because it's basic. Yeah. And so you could, that's great. For, like if your feet get the dust yeah. on it. My friend told me that. Yeah. Also just maybe wear underwear. I, yeah. As much as I love being naked, you don't want to be full naked at Burning Man because you don't want dust you up. You can in never your, come back. You don't want dust up the Is there like the a cuckoo. separate wigwam for fucking in? Well, there apparently- that's what domes are for. Yeah, that's what I've heard about the orgy dome. Oh, there's many domes. What are the domes made of? Oh, it's pretty cool. Uh, people make uh, geodesic domes literally out of those just they're like bars that connect. And, you know, you've seen oh, them yeah. like almost like on a playground, like mm-hmm. on a jungle yes. gym, like kids like climb up on that. Well, they're but- like giant connects. Yeah. So it's like, you know, huge octagons plus octagons, you know, like just. Yeah. And then. What they'll do is they'll make that and then they'll throw like a gigantic tarp or yeah. like sections of material on top of it. And so then it, it becomes a structure and it's oftentimes it's cooler in there. They can put a swamp cooler in there to make it really cool because, <laughs> you know, you can have real air conditioning. A swamp cooler. Just, just I don't what, even know what that it's is. It's just what they're called. They're, yeah. they're literally like things that push water and make it cold. A fuck cooler. Yeah. It, it literally yeah. it's what like. I don't know why they call it a swamp. It must be like the original AC <laughs> sure, before sure, sure. AC oh, was invented. I know why they call it a swamp. Because it'd be a swampy down there if you're doing things right. Please, only that voice for the rest of the podcast. I'm just going to talk like this. I want to eat your swamp, lady. <laughs> a little crawfish down there. It's like an old-timey Kermit. <laughs> 
Andrea. Emily. I have an announcement to make. Oh. The days of me smearing my pussy juice on my neck to attract a mate are no more. (gasps) What? Do you want to know why? I do. Because I found something even better. I believe it. It's our new sponsor, which is Fleur. Fleur. P-H-L-U-R. It's an amazing perfume company. They're completely unisex. They're non-toxic. And they smell amazing. Better than pussy sauce, which is... Better than pussy sauce. Fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. I'm telling you, every single one that I've tried, I've gotten complimented on when I'm wearing it. Yeah, me too, actually. I remember, I think we spoke about it before, but when Dustin came to visit, I was wearing it and he was like, you smell amazing. Do you have um, any samples that you want to talk about today? Um, Yes. So I have Hepcat today, which is a very intriguing name. Uh, it's actually a reference to the jazz eras of the 40s and 50s. Ah, the hip cats. The hip cats, baby. You got them on your body. Coarse and fearless, just like the people who inspire it. Okay, I hear you, Fleur. You're fucking hip as hell. Um, and there, this one's very interesting. It's got notes of saffron, black vetiver, tobacco, and oud. Oh, smoky. So smoky. Sultry, dark. I I love when scents have tobacco in them. I think it's such an interesting little, like a very, like, ooh, what is that? Yeah, it kind of reminds you of being in a, like an after hours club. Exactly. Very, very saucy. Uh, Yeah, and and I'm, I'm not kidding when I say all the scents that I've tried are so good and so diverse and they work for men and women. I think it would make a fantastic gift. Yeah. They offer these sample packs that mm-hmm. are $18, 15 with our code. And if you decide to buy a full-size bottle of one of the samples that are included in that pack, it is credited to the full-size bottle. What a deal. Is, it's, it's honestly the deal of the century. <laughs> you find your Hepcat and then you can buy it and have your new signature scent or you can try different samples. I mean, I think it's it's everyone can agree that it's the peak of luxury to have a signature scent. I agree. You want to walk into the room and people know you're there even before they see you because they can smell you in your fabulous fleur scent. Like tobacco and sauciness and moodiness and saffron. If you want to take advantage of this deal and get 20% off your first three Fleur fragrance samples, go to Fleur.com, that's P-H-L-U-R.com slash hot mess. I'm gonna... But yeah, I'm going to eat someone's swamp at Burning Man. Uh, Yeah. Well, the nice thing is it's so even though it's so hot out there, it's also so dry that people don't stink quite as much as they uh, do, even though they're not showering as much. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, you have camp showers if you need a little little spritz. Yeah. I'm going to have like a spray bottle ready at all times. Yeah. Poison breeze. Yeah. I'm gonna come back. I want. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm curious as to how, how what this experience will be like. But in general, I don't know. I think I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for it. Cause why the fuck not? You know? I think you should. Yeah. yeah. Burning Man is really the place that you get to see like the beauty of humanity mm-hmm. and like the just. I don't know. Everyone out there is just being their best self. Yeah, it does seem that so way. You just get kind of awed with like the beauty and generosity of humanity because literally all people have to be responsible for 
when they're out there is their well-being and how hot they want to look. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God. My. Like, <laughs> like self-expression, it's just how many hot costumes can I put on? Right. Right. You know, that's all it is. And so. Oh, my God. The, so I'm part of this this group, the camp called the Dusty Beavers. Perfect. Here we are. Honestly, it couldn't be more serendipitous. Um, and uh, the universe is telling me to do this. Uh, but the the camp leader is a guy who goes by Simba. And he is so... His real name is like Ross. (laughs) (laughs) He he is so ripped and hot. I I, I don't even... He's... Oh, those like hippie outdoorsy people are unbelievably attractive. Yeah. Like a rugged mountain man. So you need to get him to facilitate you getting some dusty beaver. Simba's going to be my beaver leader. Oh, my God. You know what I really want? Mm. I want an Eiffel Tower with him fucking you and you eating a pussy. Yes. And the other... She's So So the other... The woman would also be standing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then... And then they'd high five. Uh, that's awesome yeah do it that's my vision for you thank you so i brought you here to be my burning (laughs) man and my pussy eating i'm like should we bring rachel on and be like i think i might be a little more gay than i think i am i feel really seen right yeah i mean you're the perfect guest for that so did you say that when you went to burning man that was when you started um hooking up with women or was it i would say officially as a as a function of pleasure Mm. Okay. Because I was that girl in college who would make out with my best friend at the bar to get free drinks from guys. No lies. No. Mm -hmm. Respect the hustle. That's what we did. And it worked. Mm -hmm. And then I did have a time where a woman coerced me. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really weird. I was uh, dating this guy and we were long distance and it was, but it was early on in our relationship. And he had, he was like married when we were together, but he was like unhappily married. So the second we got together because I was like, I don't want to be your mistress. Yeah. He broke up with his wife, but then needed a place to live. Uh-huh. So it was just sort of couch surfing and was couch surfing with this woman who also had a crush on him. So she like coerced me into hooking up with her to hopefully break us up. Oh. So she got me really like we were, I was visiting from college and he was at a rehearsal and she got me really stoned and yeah. was like, watch TV with me. This oh, girl the, did the same thing Oh, the me. TV happens to be in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then we started hooking up and I was like, I, a part of me was curious. Yeah. And then part of me, she was also a little psycho. Mm. And so part of me was also like, I don't want to piss her off. <laughs> I don't want to like for my own physical well-being, but also like his housing. Like what right. if I piss her off? And she's just yeah. like, you know what, motherfucker, get out because your girlfriend sucks. Yeah. I, there were so many things going on. So I just sort of like did it but it wasn't pleasurable and she was like really rough with me so I felt like I was just hooking up with like a 14 year old boy that was just like trying to get a nut off yeah yeah yeah. and I was really traumatized and of course I told him immediately and I guess she was hoping she was like don't say anything this is just our little secret yeah and then he felt terrible and it you know clearly her plan to break us up did not work (laughs) he just had to find a new place to live oh wow in yes. her mind, it was going to be some high-level 90210 shit. Oh, yeah. She thought she was, you know, instigating the breakup of the century oh and that God. suddenly he was going to fall into her crazy arms. Like, yeah. It was, yeah, but she's not mentally well. But anyway, when I got to Burning Man, you know, it was at the time, like, the people I was with, um, it was all about, like, freedom and exploration. Mm-hmm. And I was also being introduced to polyamory and sex parties at the same And so all of this was all happening at once. My brain was, like, exploding. <laughs> In the best way. Yeah. And then I just, um, 
I met this one woman who was in our community, like in our camp. Mm -hmm. And um, I, her, she was just like this ray of sunshine. She was just this gorgeous light. Mm -hmm. And we like made out. And I was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was different because, you know, when you kiss a woman, it's like softer. Yeah. And it's uh, typically except for the woman who coerced me and other drunken people. But, you know, it was like softer and it was intimate and it was lovely. And I was like, holy shit, I think I just like people. Mm -hmm. And then I started exploring, well, what the fuck does that mean? And yeah. then as I was going to parties, I then... Is that pansexual technically? Or I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, know. I have a That's joke a about goof. that. I'm it's like, a... oh, I'm pansexual. I like bacon. It's such a goofy... <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that pansexual... It does sound like you fuck pans. Is the real... Is like the most cool seeming one to me and it has the most annoying name. It's the most evolved seeming yeah, to me because I it's agree. like you you're attracted to the spirit and i guess the personality yeah. of the person it's not based on gender or sex like your your preferences are not gender or sex related it's just like but the discovery around the, the lack of jealousy was actually a huge game changer and very eye-opening for me and very um like a huge sense of relief that like wow i whether i want to have sex with a woman or not i could just appreciate her beauty and not be like oh my god look at her yeah she's a bit yeah what a bitch like oh my god she's got such a you know and it was like no she's gorgeous good for her yeah. that's huge that's something that uh is really challenging yeah i feel like self-comparison is such a Comparison is such a huge part of like the way we interact. With oh my people. god! Yeah, social media does not help. I know. No. I know. And it also distracts us by pitting us against one another, which is the most fucking awful little trick. You know, it's like, oh, we're all just fuck her and fuck her. It's like we can all just join together, wear a little less makeup, give less of a shit, and get so much done, or wear as much as you want. But it's like it puts this, this weird. Again, it's all under the lens of four men you know right everything is for like fuck her because she's gonna get a man that i want like i'm competing with her for male attention right because what are you really competing for at the end of the day it's for the attention of men i yeah. i uh i or to be the most beautiful which fades of course who gives a fuck? who gives a subjective I, who gives I, a it's fuck sub it's subjective like just because you don't look like somebody who you think is beautiful doesn't mean you're also not beautiful i i read a quote the other day it's super cheesy Get but it here. made me feel something we're burning let's do we're it we're burning do it. Uh -huh. let's burn it to the ground uh -huh. it was um flowers are beautiful and so are christmas lights but the two look nothing alike mm. yeah so true. simple and so true i mean like you've seen my instagram it's like boobs and, oh, and you they're know, out. i love them thank you big fan i have to say i'm very lucky that 99 percent of the response to my social media is positive it's yeah like, you are lucky somehow i've done it in a way because i think uh i'm also silly about it and there yeah. is an aspect of po body positivity because i'm you know full figured mm -hmm. um my intention was to be silly about it yeah and to bring some levity to it and also be like beauty comes in all shapes and sizes yeah which i'm glad people are getting it that seems to be shifting a lot recently yeah. too which i appreciate i'm done we're talking about the 90s the other day back when everyone was like anorexic mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god we please we could never go back to that that's such an unbelievable standard oh and my god I, it's like i look at pictures from me in high school when i thought i was overweight yeah i'm like yes girl you were so cute not that i'm not cute now i'm so cute now right in a different form but you know i was always curvy and i was into black and latino men because they were the most self-expressed about sure you know their interest in being me. appreciative yeah, yeah. Uh, but they were like yo ma you thick 
And I thought thick was like a bad thing because oh, thick too, has yeah. such a negative connotation mm-hmm. in the rest of the world. In the white lady world, thick is like, oh, no. no. And they were like, no, no, no. Like more like cushion for the pushing or whatever you want to call it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, cool. And we have gotten to a point for the most part sure. where body positivity is a lot more encouraged. Yeah. But look, I, oh God, we all still have shit. Like no matter how much we process and go to therapy and talk about it, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm still like, oh, my my fupa. Like I could lose 10 pounds here. And rah, rah, rah. I know I really Bullshit. want the voice to go away a little bit. And I think it slowly does. She gets, gotta, she gets softer as you get older. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed. I mean, yeah. I feel like you naturally give less of a shit the well, more you that realize, you age. You feel like how, you realize how fucking pointless it Arbitrary. is. Yeah. Yeah, it's but I think, bullshit. but I think, um, and this is something that I have been actively working on, but you have to you have to challenge that voice as often as it appears. Mm-hmm. And that could even mean like writing down, like keeping a journal. This mm-hmm. is getting real. Yeah. Earthy. But like keeping a journal and <laughs> we're and, in it, baby. And write it. Yeah, don't don't resist it. Morning pages. <laughs> writing morning pages. <laughs> and like writing, you know, uh, even though I'm having these feelings of insecurity, like I love and accept myself. My weight does not define me. Are we doing my EFT appearance as does we not do this? De- I feel yes. like we're tapping. Are we I tapping? I do that now. Yeah. Tapping. Tapping apparently is like the best kept secret of the therapy world. Girl, they do a lot of tapping out of Burning Man. Really? Get tapped. I'm getting My, I'm, I'm getting my friend so Sonia Sophia, I hope she's there this year. She leads like domes. Of tapping, really? so imagine the energy. What is that? Well, I, Emily like explained it a little thousands bit. Thousands of people. So it's essentially you're you're you're. I guess it's a, a. It does something where because you're saying it and you're physicalizing at the same time on important pressure points in your body, you're you're reprogramming yourself yeah. and you're releasing negative you release energy. Cortisol is that what it is? You're, or some um, sort of like no. So so the the idea is and. I hope I don't fuck this up, but the idea is that you have your chi moves mm. throughout your body in mm-hmm. a certain way, mm-hmm. and we all have like clogs, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word, in our body that are blocking the chi from moving smoothly. Yeah, I have a clog so, in my pussy eating chi, and I need to unblock <laughs> it. Yeah, that's the, gonna, that's the chi you need to I fix. I need to unblock that shit hard. <laughs> so. By tapping in certain pressure points over and over again, uh-huh. you are uh, loosening the chi. Okay. And then by repeating the same affirmations out loud, you mm-hmm. have to do it out loud um, a certain amount of time, it reduces the stress. It actually has been shown to reduce, yeah, cortisol levels. Yeah. Well, because cortisol is like, you know, fear, releasing on fear and, mm-hmm. and panic and like the lizard brain type. And it, it sounds kind of woo-woo when I explain it like that, but acupuncture has been shown to be effective for yeah. people and it's the same concept really. It's it's pressure points that are connected to different areas of yeah. the body. It's fucking real, baby. Hey, you know, I, I'm technically I'm a Reiki master, so I believe in all that. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. How so? Did you have to get certified? Um, yeah, you, you know, you get a tune. So it basically means that, um, there's like a training Mm -hmm. and they, in a sense, like open up your energy channels to being a channel for energy, which sounds so when I say it. it out loud, but it's really cool. You know, it's not my energy, but I've learned how to be a sort of a vessel and then your hands get really hot and you just sort of, you know, go where 
where you feel the person needs it, or you can go like along the chakras and yeah, I did it for years. I loved it. It just, you know, because it's so intangible, mm-hmm. I had to, you know, be sort of certified a massage or mm-hmm. acupuncture or something a little bit more tangible to make it like a full-time thing. And then yeah. I got into, you know, theater and TV and film and then comedy. So here you go. So here now we, from Reiki to comedy, the Rachel Ooh. Green story. <laughs> so I, what, when you were little, were you, were you into all of this shit or were you, did you not have your mind open to? I feel like my it? grandpa was an interesting sort of catalyst because he always had crystals around. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he called them crystals. I think he called them rocks because he was like old school. He was like depression era dude. But yeah, yeah. I remember like I still have some of his crystals. I'm like, oh, wait, if I look it up in my little guidebook, I'm like, oh, that's obsidian. That's uh, carnelian. That's citrine. Like, holy shit, grandpa. Like, yeah, he knew what he was you doing. You were in it. And then all this crazy stuff happened around his death. Um, like hit my grandmother's watch stopped at the time that the coroner said was his time of death. Whoa. Um, in Judaism, you light a candle for a memorial of someone who had died. Mm-hmm. And it was the candle was lit that night for his sister who had passed 10 years earlier. Well, I got my period for the first time. Like, like all this crazy stuff happened. And then I was like, there's other things happening. Sure, here. sure. And that's wow. why I started to like get interested. And I had a friend who was reading conversations with God and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I finally in college took a class called Stalking the Wild Mind. And that blew my shit off the roof. It like talked about I love Reiki. when something blows your shit off the roof. It's it was nice. crazy. We did astral down. projections and Tai Chi and Qigong and like everything, like all this mystical, metaphysical, energetic stuff. And I was like, whoa. And Reiki was the thing that I picked mm-hmm. for like my final project. And then we got to like witness uh, like a healing and I had had a dream about it. And then it was a dream about the that I was the one receiving it. Uh And the woman teaching us was like, so who's going to do it? And I was like, I think it's me. And she goes, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you were on board. I knew it was you, too. And then she's like, she's like working on me. And she goes, they want me to attune you. I said, well, oh, you know, the ascended masters. I was like, you know, Mm -hmm. even to this day, as I say it, I'm like, yeah, Yeah. but it works. And I've seen people uh, heal from things and I don't, you know, call myself a healer, but like a friend had breast reduction surgery, which can be very painful. Oh yeah. My friend had like a lot of bleeding and a lot of bruising. And I gave her Reiki before and, you know, right after the surgery and she healed in like two weeks and the doctor was like, holy shit. I've never seen anyone heal this fast. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who was like, I just want a Reiki master who drinks beer and swears. And I was like, well, I am right here. Then that, that is (laughs) your brand for that. (laughs) So the, I, I, tangent, (laughs) I feel like you're completely not a hot mess and also completely a hot mess at the same time is my estimation of you in my small experience of you. I would say that's accurate. Yeah. Um, what, how, how would you, (laughs) what would you say about yourself if you, if you had to say, I would say that, um, my tragic flaw is like FOMO Mm -hmm. in in, in everything, whether it's like an event that's happening or like wanting to explore everything and anything. So I'm, really good at like a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. 
But I always wonder, like, does that mean I'm never going to be successful in anything? I'm always going to be pretty good. Like a jack of all trades. Right. Because like, you know, I'm putting out, I mean, at the time we're recording this, right? Sure. I'm putting out this music video, right? And I sing and I play violin. You're putting out a music video? I yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. Follow Rachel's Instagram. Hopefully by the time this airs, it'll be viral and it's going to be insane. On yeah. 9-11. On 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> But to my point of like, you know, I'm <laughs> of you're going to die in retroactive 9-11. I'm going to die when this <laughs> podcast airs and it's all going to be great. Um, no, but like a, that's always been a thing where it's like, oh, am I just going to be always really busy, mm. but never fully successful at any one thing? Because, because I, you're like chasing all these different. I, also, I, I think I just get bored, Yeah, you know, and and I wonder to myself sometimes I'm like, is that what it is with relationships too, because I'm like, and this is not tooting my own horn, but it's like, because I have a lot of intelligence in a lot of areas, Mm -hmm. I find it hard to find someone who I could call like my match. Sure. You know, because you have like the actual intelligence and then like emotional intelligence. And then I'm really musical and I'm not saying my partner has to be all that stuff, but someone who can either, empathize it enjoy it understand it and also yeah yeah and then also be able to like really fuck my brains out it's yeah someone on your wavelength yeah so that's my hot mess thing is like am i gonna be just really busy doing a lot of things but never like have a partner or be truly successful is there loneliness (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's some loneliness 11 um, and that's when I masturbate. Yeah, right. <laughs> On 9-11. <laughs> I, I do, I do, I do feel, so I'm, I'm going to do the 9-11 drop like 10 more times. So until, I might have to leave the yeah, room if you do that. It, it really is. It's a very uh, polarizing um, song. Uh, but so, so um, my, my mom is single and she's been divorced from my dad for 10 years. He cheated on her and, and had obviously picked up a younger partner, the classic just the classic a newer model Ugh, disgusting uh, anyways so uh she i have conversations with her and she's had relationships and but she's like i just i am an intelligent attractive affluent woman and i'm being expected to like get pumped for like a guy who does dolphin sculptures and drinks too much i'm sorry get pumped <laughs> like get her you know get her get her get her gears pumped <laughs> <laughs> she's 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 expected to get her beaver dusted off for these fucking idiots yeah yeah and she's like i just and the the men her age are all, are all dating younger women um i mean not all i think she also kind of like is wants to be alone a little bit and pretends it and doesn't put herself out there mm. as much as maybe she should um, or doesn't have the confidence. No, I, it, my my mom had a similar problem when she was like trying to online date. She said that all the men that were her age or maybe a little bit older, all in her words, all the quote good ones were mm-hmm. either married or pursuing younger women. Yeah, it seems to be a, a trope. Well, I even oh God, I, this is a throwback. Remember when we were talking to Ari Shafir? We had Ari Shafir on early, and that's behind that page. Um, patreon.com and we and I like really went after him for the younger woman thing he Mm -hmm. has this 
theory that like because they're in college they read books and they're so smart and that's why he's with them. Curious minds. Fuck yeah, off. yeah, sure. And like, oh, he said that like without like, laughing. No, yeah, like, without laughing. Yeah, and that was that was many years ago. They teach me on nine eleven. And I, and I hope that he's found a better lie to 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 you know disguise what his I don't know I don't I don't know Ari I don't know his life or his partners I know he speaks openly about he used to speak a lot openly about that like what I'm just doing what I want and you are doing what you want but it, it I'm not gonna stop I'm not like jumping in between every younger woman and older man being like this is wrong but it's like no, you, like you're not seeking out somebody who's your equal right it's exactly what. You and, were saying and about your mom. Ma- yeah, you're making a woman above any age just this like piece of trash, which is like that is so sexist and wrong. And, you know, and also women are just supposed to be little slutty babies. Like what what does that make us? You know, honestly, any older gentleman that I've talked to and gentlemen, I guess, is a strong word. It, it, it's like the ones that date the younger. I'm like, what, what do you guys talk about? Well, yeah. I, what, do you really, you know, uh, when you're old and your dick doesn't work, you know, uh, you, yeah. th- you think she's still going to be around? Do you do you think you're going to have really exciting conversations? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean. Yeah. I don't know. I, I look. I get the concept, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm still hopeful, though. I'm still a very optimistic person, and I don't feel like I'm lacking anything in my life. You no. know what I mean? It's not like my happiness is predicated on whether I have a partner or not. Mm-hmm. I would just think, you know, I have had a partner in the past and it's like well if they're having a great life and you're having a great life well then you come together and you're just having a super great life and yeah maybe you're fucking your best friend and that's a great feeling yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know was, you know a lot of guys are in t- i hate even fucking saying this but they were literally say that they're intimidated by me because you're like assertive or mm-hmm. yeah experienced yep and and that is in the the opposite of that like a man of your experience or assertiveness is like oh my god and and just to burn this for a second you radiate on a pretty high frequency yeah yeah <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my God. On 9 11. So, we'll never be the same. And as the years go by, we must never forget all the people that went to work just to end up dead. Oh my God. What is it? Oh, people that went to work just to end up dead. That sounds like it sounds like a flight of the Concords, like fa- a parody song. It's like so bad. I like, like flight like it of the Concords had a song that um, it was like he's gonna wake up in a smoothie. Yes, it, like that's what it it's sounds trying to like. shove as many lyrics as possible into a measure that doesn't that doesn't work. Um. So speaking of Burning Man, speaking of, you know what is one thing that I think you should definitely pack? Yes, deodorant. Yes. You're only going to be able to shower twice the entire time you're there, right? Yeah. So you're going to have to um, keep that stank at bay, as they say. Absolutely. Native Deodorant is our sponsor. Fuck yeah. Honestly, (laughs) I fucking love this deodorant. It is the first natural deodorant, and I can say this without any hesitation. Preach. It is the first natural deodorant that I've put on that applies like a, I, I'm going to yeah. use the word regular deodorant. You yeah. know what I mean? The toxic shit. Sure. It applies the same and it's not too runny. It's a really good consistency. Yeah. It also smells really, really good. I have the um, the eucalyptus and mint. Oh, so strong. One. So strong, like ox. 
It smells like spa in armpit. It does smell like spa in armpit. It really does. That it's should be how, our new tagline. It, it's how I be wanting to smell all the damn time. She it, smells so relaxing. <laughs> That's what all the men be saying when I walk by. Their tagline is take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. And then it should add in a spa in armpit. Yes. Hot best comedy hour. <laughs> so they have eucalyptus and mint. They also have cucumber and mint. Yes, mm. that's La- one that I have, yeah. Lavender and rose mm. and coconut and vanilla, which mm. is the most popular scent. They also have an unscented formula and a baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities. Are you fucking mm. kidding me? Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Mm. Plus, we release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. You Pumpkin could smell spice. Like Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> For men and women, women who like men, men like women, women who like men and women, everyone, baby. Every fucking person on the planet. Where do I get it? We actually, there's a deal going on for 20% off your first purchase. (gasps) What? 20% off. That's right, people. Come on. Stop it. Visit nativedeodorant.com slash hot mess and use promo code hot mess during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com slash hot mess and use promo code hot mess. I'm doing it. Do it. it. Woo woo's all over the place. We gonna be smelling good. I like it. It's I'm good for the be- environment. I'm sure. Yes, it's got. It's like a, a lot it's of completely non toxic and aluminum free, which may be linked to serious health defects such as breast that. cancer and uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah, and uh, no animal testing made in the U.S. with ingredients thoughtfully sourced from around the world. I'm with it. It's no fucking joke. Take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. NativeDeodorant.com. Pits be smelling like a spa. <laughs> I feel like you're you're not a hot mess, but perhaps our world is filled with filled with messes. Yeah, am I disappointing it, you? I'm no, not. no, you're not oh at all. Oh my god, okay. not, not in, in any sense of the word. You like, are you you're are raising me up. Pointing, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. We like, are coming. Shit, I wasn't messy enough. Uh-huh. God damn. No, no, I honestly, everybody who comes on this show thinks that they're not a hot mess. Uh-huh. So. I always give the same answer, which is it's how you interpret it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've all had messy moments. We've all had moments that are clean. Like native deodorant. Like native deodorant. <laughs> I feel like I have hot mess nights. You yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like I'll be out and then it's like, oh, someone liked my comedy. So they bought me lots of shots and then we met up with their friend and then we did coke and then I had a threesome and then I didn't really like the threesome and then the guy double dipped his fingers and then I had to go get tested like that's where I feel like that sounded really specific yeah we are coming to the end of the show but where can people find you and follow you oh that's lovely I'm sad I'm leaving you but (laughs) I can be found online (laughs) on (laughs) 9-11 oh my god Oh, my social media is the one Rachel Green so it's the and then the number one Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Green, G-R-E-E-N. Yes, because of Jennifer Aniston's character on Friends, mm-hmm. I have to uh, enunciate it a bit differently. Yeah. But yeah. Um, You're insta- my preferred Rachel Green. Thank you. Yeah, I never liked her character. I never found her really funny. I no, mean, I, I guess. He's funny. Yeah. And yeah. also, I mm, controversial, not that good of an actress. Also didn't really love that haircut. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Well, we it was not that good. Written about bell. it. I don't know I where read, the bell is. I read is. some... I, yeah, I read. I read somewhere that that haircut was an accident. And that then makes it, sense. And then it like it took looked a, like an accident, right? Yeah, 
Wow. wow. Shade. Fuck you, other Rachel Green. Exactly. If but you, yeah, also uh, rachelgreen.nyc yeah. is my website. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those yeah, fun Yeah, follow things. her. You can see her tits. Yeah, uh, lots of titties. Lots of titties. Amazing. Shaking titties. And you also have a comedy show that you host, correct? I do. Yes. Uh, um, I produce a monthly comedy show called The Venus Flytrap. Absolutely. With Jack mm. the Stripper. It's a feminist sex positive comedy show. And uh, taking out the stigmas and shame around sex and sex work. I got cool. it there. Having a lot of fun. We always have awesome women and femme identifying people on the show and occasionally a token dude. Um, the eye roll during token dude was mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. Do you know, I actually looked up. So I was reading articles about uh, pansexuality and stuff during my research phase of uh, of is, is Andrea, Andrea gay? gay question mark. Not <laughs> Jack the Stripper came up in one of the Cosmo articles that I was reading. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, the universe, man. She's awesome. She's she's the best comedy wife. She really helped me figure out who I wanted to be online and, Mm -hmm. you know, brand. You know, we all have to brand ourselves nowadays. And she's the one with the freedom fingers. She's the one with the freedom fingers. (laughs) Throw those freedom fingers up. Freedom fingers in the air. (laughs) On 9 11. If if you want more hot mess, you can follow us at Hot Mess Podcast on Twitter, Hot Mess Comedy Hour on Instagram. Uh, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which Please. is Hot Mess Comedy Hour. We go live every Friday around 12. We're going to change it to 1230 to account for uh, technical difficulties that seem to always happen every single Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's really fun. We just do a live version of the show with just the two of us. We interact with all of you beautiful people live. And I've been having a blast doing it. Yeah. Um, and as we said earlier, support us on Patreon. Come on. Give me a dollar. You get to learn Today, about things like the 9-11 episode. Where else are you going to find that? Came under attack Not on our regular feed. A series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. At patreon.com slash hot mess. We're in their offices. It's, it's a, a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast. Businessmen and women.